The underdog is howling. This is Stanford Steve and the Bear. Ah, yes. A home team getting points. What's better than that? What's up, everybody? Uh, Welcome in. Pumped to get uh, the Bear and I back together, throwing out some over-unders. We'll preview the three uh, conferences, um, Power Five conferences that are underway. We'll also do some Kentucky Derby, but first... You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Before we get to these over-unders and, and some Kentucky Derby stuff, I just want to let you know about a new show on ESPN+. Plus. If there's a game, someone's betting on it, Stream Better Days, the new Mike Greenberg-hosted series about epic sports betting stories told by the betters themselves. Stream new episodes every week only on ESPN+. I don't even know where to begin. Week whatever it is. Let's call it week (laughs) one for us. The boys are back. Stanford Steve in new surroundings. The Bear back home in Connecticut. How we doing, my man? We're, we're, we're doing good. Yeah, I, I thought there was probably a time where uh, we weren't sure if, if this week was actually going to arrive. But but, uh, but here we are. It's been a weird um, prep because I, mean, I still think there were times where is this really going to happen? And it certainly appears that it is now. And hopefully everybody out there is safe and will continue to, to be safe. And the players and coaches and the referees involved in these games will be safe. And we'll have some college football for the next few months to uh, to entertain us here. I like that you included the referees. They get, Absolutely. After last night's NBA games, I mean, everybody has good things to say about the referees. <laughs> People go out to see the officials, right? Right. Always. You know, obviously, everybody's been knocking on our door. Hey, when's the pod coming? When's the pod coming? And I'll, I'll be honest. Like, I didn't know if we were going to do one because I didn't think – talking to guys that I know at Sportsbooks in Vegas, they weren't, they're not posting over-unders. They're not posting season win totals. You know what? I don't blame them. I read a couple weeks ago when the first schedules were come out, somebody offshore had like an Alabama at like seven and a half. And I'm like, you, you can't, you can't put that out there. And I get it. It was just based on, Hey, we have to cover ourselves. If this team gets ravaged by COVID or, you know, or, or injuries like that. And I, I just kept thinking to myself, like they, they can't come out with that. You can't put that number up there or you'll get crushed. Um, so it took a while. Uh, what was it? Bet online. Uh, you you dug out some numbers, a yeah. little offshore. Um, uh, maybe is that? Did you find that place? Maybe on some of the travels you've had in your years past. I was uh, planted a seed in my head because I actually went on with Gil. Like the same questions that you you and I were getting on Twitter. Uh, I, I actually went on on Gil's show and, and said, "Hey, that people are asking Steve and I for a pod with win totals," and, and I was like, "I haven't seen any." And, and, and I know that we were probably talking to a lot of the same people in Vegas and they're like, hey, we're not posting any because uh, the odds of a, of a refund are so great. And it's just a, a huge headache. Someone did reply to me saying, Hey, bet online has ACC, SEC and big 12. So that I, we did go through and look, uh, we are not naive enough to be the ones who be like, Oh, you, you mean people bet offshore and at, at an offshore shop? Like we're, we're, we're not those people. 
So uh, yes, we know it is not Vegas regulated, and, but uh, and we're not encouraging you to, to, to go to bet online. But, but if you are looking for uh, win total information, uh, bet, bet online does have them. And I, and I did read the stipulations and it's perfectly true. And like I said, odds are many of these are going to be refunds because I, I think the odds of every single game being played uh, as they currently left on the schedule are slim. And that's what the stipulation is. The, the win total has to be the schedule that's, that's currently up there with no, with no change. But if you're looking for a little, uh, a little opinion here on some teams and some conferences. And I got some conference win, some uh, odds to win the conference too, that you can get up out in Vegas. So uh, it just feels good to be able to, to talk college football. And I think in general, it could be a good season primer for us as well, just as how we might be looking at things week by week this year. Before we get started, I'm going to start with the ACC. If I gave you Ohio State one win this year, do you take the over? Ohio State to play a game and win? Just one win. Ohio State, no. Okay. I still think they're going to play. I, I, yeah, but, if, if, but what, what does this season mean? Like, are they going to win a game before, like, December 1st? Yeah. No, I don't think so. I, I, I think they're going to start in January. I think that's You do? Plan. Yeah, I do. I think that's the plan to have what resembles a full season – and, and I think January is what they've been looking at. Um, so we can have multiple national champions. We, 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 well, that's the interesting thing. Like, what do you do? Do you have a – I don't know. It's so like, like, stupid. Do you, like, 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 do you play like a Big Ten championship game at the Rose Bowl? Or like oh. try and get two teams out to Pasadena to play – do you play it like – How about an old August high school jamboree like we used to do to get a couple series against different <laughs> opponents? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six, six teams. Field four. We got Ohio State offense versus Minnesota defense. Ten minutes. Clock starts now. Uh, That's its own day for another podcast, correct. the old Big yeah, Ten. Shout out to all our people at LM Warriors. We know you guys are uh, losing your minds. Hopefully Big Ten yeah. Network's got a lot of uh, Ohio State going on. Uh, Speaking, on speaking of losing minds, how, how's, how's our guy Travis doing? not. What's up, buddy? Uh, not much. I uh, just drink a lot. We know that. We know that, and so does all that fan base. Uh, if, you had to, if you had to pick a team in these three Power Five teams, that's going to be your adopted team for 2020. Who, who, who's your team? I'm going with Iowa State. Okay. All right. All right. I like that. Because you want him as your next head coach when Ryan Day leaves for the NFL? Uh, no, we pranked a kid at uh, ESPN Radio, and he thought I went to uh, Iowa State for like three years. Somehow he believed that joke, so okay. that's my uh, adopted school. All right. I like it. More upset about the state of the Ohio State season right now, you, Bucknuts, or Buckeye guy? Forget those two guys. I hate them. Oh, <laughs> uh, be nice. Right. You guys all love each other. Quick question. Let's go to the ACC Bear. Clemson. Last year we were one of. I felt it was an easy bet. Was I think it was them to win the ACC. Or them to make the playoff. I think it was minus, what did we lay? 300? I was going to say more than that. 400. 400? I mean, I, just, I still thought it was worth it. You have to think, I mean, take Notre Dame out this year, even though they are going to be in the conference, okay? I think the conference is closer to Clemson than it was last year. Do you agree? I would agree because I think if you look at the quarterback play, in yeah. the conference, I mean, you, you take out Ian Book, but you got the Eric King coming in, Sam Howell. 
Absolutely. Virginia, obviously, a lot of turn a turnover. Cunningham at Louisville. Cunningham, Cunningham at Louisville. Hooker at Virginia Tech. When he took over last year, uh, they were a completely different, different team. So yes, I do think the quarterback play in the conference is, is that much better. And you've got a Clemson secondary that is rebuilding. Mm-hmm. You've, um, we'll see. Do, now the, the thing is, Clemson is going to be in the game. I don't think they're going to lose twice. You just don't know with potential opt-outs, with what could potentially happen with any positive tests. I mean, still being said, if I, if I had to lay $4 on, on Clemson winning the ACC, I probably would. But I do agree. I think it is going to be a little bit closer than it was last year. And even last year, they had the game in North Carolina. I missed two-point conversion. So they've been great the last few years. I worry a little bit about their say, you know, Brent Venables is awesome and, and they've recruited the heck out of, out of the, out of the defense. You got to replace guys, you know, guys like, like Hughes and, and AJ Terrell and, and a bunch of other guys back in that, and then in that secondary. So we'll see if uh, Derek King or Ian Book or Hooker or someone like that are able to maybe make some plays against that team. But I think it all shakes down. They're still the best team in the ACC. And if push came to shove, I would lay that for $4. So easiest road to the playoff, you still say Clemson of anybody in the country, correct? Uh, yes. Okay. Looking at this, the Clemson schedule, obviously, uh, they got – now, what ACC said you had to play somebody in-state for your out-of-conference, right? Correct. Uh, yes. So they got so the Citadel so. week two. All right, let's – I'm just going to run down the numbers so nobody feels forgotten, and then we'll touch on what we like. Clem, uh, these are win totals uh, from Bet Online. Clemson, 10.5. Notre Dame, 8.5. North Carolina, seven and a half. Louisville, seven. Miami, seven and a half. Pittsburgh, six. Virginia Tech, seven and a half. Florida State, seven. Virginia, five and a half. Wake Forest, five and a half. Duke, five. NC State, four. Good news is you don't have to play Clemson. Boston College, four. Georgia Tech, two and a half. Syracuse, five. Now, I read those in the order of the projected order of finish uh, by the conference. So one nugget I did find is that Wake Forest, whose number is five and a half, is picked to finish 10th. And every year the last five years, they finish better than their preseason prediction. So who off of that list uh, do you have your eyes on, either up or down of their number? Wake Forest and Clemson, I think, are the only two teams in that conference to have winning seasons each of the last four years. Oof, so, there's a so nugget I, for you. So, so, so I think that note probably will get broken this year. They were rebuilding. We, 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 I mean, yeah, Hartman has played quarterback as well, but you, you'll lose so much production uh, at wide receiver and, and defensively. I, I think it's going to be hard for, for Wake Forest to, to have a winning season, but we'll see. Win totals in the ACC that I like were uh, Boston College over four. Okay. And Syracuse under six. Uh, I think if you go to BC, I, I think you can take a look at Jeff Halfley, and he's got some pieces to to work with. I think defensively at BC, now they they were they were terrible uh, last year, but they were also pretty young. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think he can go in there and really improve. The, he saw what he did at Ohio State last year. Now what he has to work with at Ohio State was a was, <laughs> is, a, is a heck of a lot better than what he has to work with talent wise. Uh, at BC, but you also saw BC lose uh, their quarterback during during last year, and getting the approval, uh, the waiver for for Drukovich to be able to play right out of the gate at yeah. BC that's a that's a big deal. 
Uh, I, I think David Bailey showed that he can carry the load at running back when he needs to. So if you look at BC's schedule, you got Duke, Texas State, Georgia Tech, and Syracuse, uh, which are all like winnable games. So if they win those four alone, that gets you to four. Uh, and that doesn't even include a home game against Pitt. Now, while I like Pitt and I think Pitt's defense is going to be really, really good, why can't you beat Pitt on your home field? North Carolina they have at home. They probably won't beat the Tar Heels, but but why not? And they get Louisville late in the year. And sure, Louisville, I think a lot of people feel is ready to uh, compete in the, AC, in the ACC, at least for that number two spot behind Clemson and then mm-hmm. Virginia is completely refueling on offense without Bryce Perkins so yeah. I, I think there are a lot of toss-up games for Virginia I mean for for, for, for BC and I do think uh, that they can win at least four and worst case scenario there uh, is a push uh, and then the other game the other one the, the Syracuse under six was a uh, with one that I, that I like too like I don't know how they get to seven wins uh, their offensive line was terrible last year mainly because of injuries uh, their quarterback situation was a problem last year. Uh, I mean, I, I, I know they're learning some, some new offenses with some offensive changes. But if, if you assume you lose to North Carolina, uh, Pitt, Clemson, Louisville, and Notre Dame, all your road games, assume you mm-hmm. lose those, you, you got you to gotta run the table <laughs> to, to, get to, to get to six. And – I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if you're going to do it. So I, I think Syracuse. I, mean, I think Syracuse is a is, is a push at worst at six. But 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 I think five and five is a real realistic thing. I mean, it, it, you you wonder what way this is going to go for uh, for, for Syracuse because obviously a couple of years ago they had that great year. Ten and three um, two years ago. And, ten, and then the year and then they, the other year they had that upset win over Clemson. Clemson. So, yeah. but they, they, in the other the other three years have, have not been good. So uh, this is this is a pretty big year, I, I think Fif- for, uh, for 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 Dino Babers and crew. But I'm gonna be I'm gonna be under six on Syracuse. 50, I think you're already moving a number because the number I'm seeing is five. So really, I think, uh, five? yeah, I think you're already moving. Did I move it? Let's let's see. I, that was I, I did this last night, so maybe it has moved. Yep, I see it's under five now. Wow. So, uh, I mean, at five, at five, I don't think I'd play it. Okay. I, don't think, I don't think they're going four and six. But you would lean under. I, I would lean under. If gotcha. I, I, I think five is the most likely landing point. 50 sacks uh, that offensive line gave up last year, and they get four guys back. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. Um, Notre Dame's intriguing to me. Obviously, they always are. Um, everybody wants to point to their schedule. Um, they got the entire old line back. I love – uh, some of the guys they got on defense, and I, I, I'm an Ian Book guy. I know there's people out there that are naysayers, but I, I, I totally believe in him. Um, I obviously always lean uh, with my man Satterfield at Louisville. Um, I mean, what he did last year to, to go eight and five and win a bowl game, and now he's got 16 returning starters in year two. After just, I still don't know how he uh, how he did that last year with how bad Louisville was the year before. A um, couple things in the conference I thought were interesting. Miami, new offense coordinator, Rhett Lashley with King. I really like that pairing. Uh, I think that could be um, – th- I just feel like Miami's just been so stale offensively when they've gotten into a rut and they haven't been able to get themselves <laughs> better. Uh, I, speaking of allowing a lot of quarterback sacks. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, blind play. 
I think Rhett and they is had a, an opt out there too. Their best offensive lineman. So yeah, Russo, but we'll they see. got the other kid too. Oh, I think is awesome. Oh well, um, yeah, was on the other side. Yeah, we, we what the heck is this? On the defensive line. Yeah. But, uh, but Quincy Roche comes in. But they did have a, a Dale Donaldson it? offensive lineman opted out. So so we'll see if their uh, if their O line can, can improve this year. Manny Navarro uh, uh, wrote an article about Jalen Phillips. Jalen Phillips is the other guy from Miami, um, yep. and I, I was leaning towards Pitts over. Because uh, I really like what Narduzzi has with that defense, but then mm-hmm. they had first rounder Jalen Twyman opt out. So that's I, I like Pickett. Uh, I, I I just don't know how much he has to play with um, from a from a talent standpoint and, and a system thing. So um, I, uh, I I I I I shied away from from Pitt on there when when I saw that news. Georgia Tech looks. I mean. No one creates more hype than those guys around themselves. They feel like they love their quarterback to get out of that. I mean, they're still getting out of their system, obviously. But I don't really love anything in this conference. I do want to touch on North Carolina because they are what I I always talk about every year now with the fake momentum. Coach returns, quarterback <laughs> returns, big bowl game win. And, you know, they, they had a really tricky start to the season originally. I think they were playing – Auburn and UCF. And then at UCF, which I thought was fascinating because if they got those, they didn't have Clemson on the schedule, I don't think. And um, it was it was going to be really interesting to see. But, I mean, there's no hiding how well Max done recruiting. Um, I, I love Big Sam uh, at quarterback. So they are – they're an interesting one. I, I just – I was trying to think, like, who would you rather bet Notre Dame over or North Carolina over? And I, I, I can't decide on it. Uh, I think the numbers are really good on those two. I'm glad you brought that up about North Carolina because back in March when we had to, like, take a look at some stuff and we knew nothing about what was going to happen, like, North Carolina was going to be one of my biggest fades of the season just because yep. of that. People are going to be so high on them, and they had two really tough games to start the year. But but now, with, with the way that everything has happened, like, I'm normally not a guy who – oh, you've got to have a lot of continuity at quarterback. A new coordinator is consistency on the style. You, you don't need that. But like North Carolina, I think this year, now, uh, with Howell coming back, with continuity on the coaching staff, like like that, that stuff, I think it's not the end all, but it definitely does matter. And, and I'm curious to see, because you've got, look at the second year coaches you have uh, in the league. You've got Manny at Miami. Uh, you've got Satterfield at, at Louisville. You've got Mack. Uh, you've, you've got Georgia Tech. Uh, like, there, there's some second-year coaches here that I think could be poised to really potentially improve their team. And, and I kind of liken the situation that uh, Norvell at Florida State has to what Scatterfield walked into last yeah. year uh, in Louisville. I mean, Florida State was a mess, uh, the most penalized team in the country, uh, under, Willie, under Willie Taggart, a bunch of turnover problems despite having Cam Akers, couldn't really run the ball because their offensive line was terrible. A, a lot of, uh, I think, discourse there, and not everybody was on the same page, and maybe Jimbo left a little bit more of a mess than than, than people either realize or admit, or I, I don't know. But 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 it seems like, like, like year one for Norvell at Florida State is kind of like what year one for Satterfield was at Louisville. It just kind of like get everybody together on the same page again, build their confidence back up. Uh, it, it maybe next year will be the year of the second year 
that FSU takes the big league forward. But, but, but I think between Miami and Louisville and North Carolina, uh, you would hope that the, at least uh, one or two of those teams does make a nice big uh, leap forward this year and year two. And if Georgia Tech can go from uh, however many wins they had last year, two or three to uh, maybe winning three or four this year, I, I think uh, their coaching staff would, uh, would take that. Yeah, I, I would – if I had to take anything in this conference, I think I would take Georgia Tech over. I really would. The conference, I talked about how it's improved, but they're part of that improvement. And I think, you know, the, the bubble has, has, has become smaller as to, you know, when you look at teams that are in their own tiers and um, are, are not. You're going to find out how buttoned up Norvell is for sure. Uh, didn't get off to a great start um, with the, you know – Obvious, you know, signs of the text or the, you know, whether it was sent out to the team or not. But third coaching staff in four years for those guys in Tallahassee, man, I, I can't imagine what that's like. And I'm, I've always uh, rooted for guys that have that much change because you go to school not thinking of that stuff a lot of times, and um, and it's just it's it's unfortunate. Yeah, Georgia Technical. I keep uh, forgetting to mention his name. Jeff Sims is uh, one of the biggest program uh, recruits that they're talking about down in Atlanta. So. Uh, big things expected out of him for the old rambling wreck. Let's go to my beloved Big 12. Last year, I do remember saying that I didn't pick Oklahoma because, to make the playoff because I thought the conference has caught up. And I thought it was going to be, you know, that, that much tougher to come out of there. I thought they would have multiple losses. I was wrong. Um, I did read half of the Big 12 conference games last year were decided by seven points or fewer, mm -hmm. which is pretty eye-opening. But I think it's pretty awesome because I don't know what it is, but a blowout in the Big 12 is as bad to watch as any in a Power 5 yeah. conference. But, but, uh, that, but that note you just gave about the conference games being decided by a touchdown, that, that kind of backs your point up about – I mean, look, look at that stretch that Oklahoma yeah. had where they, they had a bunch of games to, oh. that, that, that were one-score games that very easy. The Iowa State game very easily oh. could have gone the other way. Both Baylor games could have very easily gone the other way. So so I, I'm with you. I, I think this year Oklahoma takes a step back, and I think the gap is even closer. I'm, I'm with you there. So let's run through that. Uh, Oklahoma's number is 8.5. Texas, 7.5. Oklahoma State, 7. Iowa State, 6.5. TCU, six, Kansas State, five and a half, Baylor, six, Texas Tech, four and a half, West Virginia, four and a half, Kansas and Old West, two and a half. Did you get burned on them last year? Kansas? Uh, no. No? Okay. No. Right. The number actually wound up moving on me. Uh, I think it was three initially, and I think it went to two and a half, and I, I wasn't going to play. Okay. I did not wind up playing, but I, I was initially on the uh, – the under train uh, on Kansas uh, last year, but I'm going to be on the under train on Kansas this year. They're two and a half, and I don't know how they win three games. Well, let me just make sure the uh, the number is still uh, is still two and a half against the series yep. number moved. That's what uh, I got. Kansas, Kansas is two and a half, but uh, yeah, I don't know how. Who are you beating in in, in, the, in the conference? Like, and are you going to beat Coastal Carolina? That's what I was just going to say. Are, are, September twelfth, are, are they going to beat Coastal Carolina? Assume you beat Coastal Carolina. What other three games are you winning? Or two games are you winning? Uh, maybe you can win at Baylor. But like, after that, like, no way. I don't know. So remember, only 10, games, only 10 games in the, in the Big 12. So uh, while I, I think Kansas uh, did take a step forward uh, last year, quarterback situation, offensive line situation, 
Uh, your defense has no playmakers uh, for the most part. I don't know. You haven't, you haven't beaten Kansas in forever. If they win three games, that I mean, some bets you just have to be made and be willing to lose. Uh, and, and Kansas under two and a half is certainly one of them. The other total I liked in in the Big Twelve was um, was Baylor under six. And oh. last year, last year, remember we were talking last year, but I, I thought Baylor was a yep. Baylor was, 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 was high on Baylor, big Big Twelve title game, and they got there and nearly won the damn thing. But you look at everything you lose from coaching staff, defense, Mims. They kind of got what, what two overtime wins last year. Everything kind of went their way in those close games, other than the Oklahoma game. Uh, other than both Oklahoma games, like I don't know how you're winning seven games. This is a bet that I again I'll make. I'll go win expecting expecting five and five. Uh, okay. If they, win, if they win six and I push, fine. But but I certainly don't see like you're you're not winning in Ames. You're not winning in Norman, and you're not not winning in Austin. So that's three right there. You're gonna run the table and beat me. Hmm. I mean, their defense was good. Nine new starters they got to find. And, I, and I mean, not many better than, than Aranda, you know, on the defensive side. But that's – I mean, that's also, too, a coach – I mean, you could say all you want about coaches, but if you don't have any players, uh, you could take your schemes and, and – and First time head away. coach. First time yeah. head coach, too. He's got uh, Fedora as offensive coordinator yep. there, mm-hmm. right? Yep. I, like, yep. I like that. That's a good move. Head coach experience. I like that. So you're on Baylor under, Kansas under. I'm with you on Kansas. I got to go to Manhattan. I'm in on the Purple Cats this year. There's a trust factor with Kleiman that I just really like. I've read a bunch of the stuff he's done. They've done really well uh, in camp as far as staying healthy uh, amongst the COVID stuff. I know they have a lot of um, uh, replacements to do on, on the offensive line and the defensive line, but that's where I trust my coaching. I think he's that buttoned up where – when you got to be that detail-oriented, I think you simplify things on the offensive line to make sure that you establish a run game. Uh, Skylar Thompson's back at quarterback. They love the new kid, Vaughn, uh, running back, who not a lot of people are talking about. Obviously, when you have a Chuba Hubbard in the conference, among other guys, those guys are going to get the shine. Uh, but I really like Kansas State for over five and a half. Uh, I think they're going to be a pain in the butt in this conference. They bring that tough physical style that you don't see in this conference. I talked about it last year. I was just too afraid uh, to pull the trigger on them, but I really like them this year uh, in Kansas State. I also look at Oklahoma State. I can't pick Oklahoma again. I just can't do it. I think Oklahoma State wins this conference. I think they can make the playoff. I think it's worth it. They got 10 guys back on defense. Chuba's back. Tyler Wallace, uh, receiver, is back. And I, I liked what I saw from Spencer Sanders. I think what we saw in the offseason, I think it brings that locker room together. I could be totally wrong, but I just think, you know, when you have that, that amount of star power in the locker room, I think that that helps and guys are going to listen to each other and plow through this and use the games uh, to, to their advantage. So I like Oklahoma State to come out. That's my one. Um, I don't know if it's a sleeper pick, but I would – I obviously like they're over if I'm taking them to win the playoff. And I asked the same question, Bear, like Clemson 10 and a half. We talked about the ACC. Like if you had to bet one of the three – Oklahoma eight and a half, Texas seven and a half, Oklahoma State seven. I'm taking Oklahoma State out of those. I'm not as high on Oklahoma State as you are. Okay. Sanders is going to have to stop turning the ball over. 
Mm-hmm. Um, their defense is going to have to improve a lot. I would be of those three. I would be over on Texas, and, and I'm, I have not been one of those Texas is back guys at all. But I think this is. I, I think there were unreal expectations. A shocker. Uh, yeah, for, exactly. Texas, with, I mean, it starts right coach. there. Yeah, with, with Tom Herman coming in, like, like this is the year that it should. They, they, they everyone got excited because they beat a Georgia team that checked out and players yep. didn't play in the Sugar Bowl because they should have been in the playoff and they weren't. So everybody got wound up excited about that. And then it wasn't real to, to, to think that that was what you were going to get the following year. I do think this is the year that Texas uh, can make that leap, that leap up forward. I'm with you. I'm not picking Oklahoma to, to win the league. I actually would kind of take a bracketed type approach okay. to, um, to, to beating Oklahoma. With Texas at plus money, and, and I would take a I take a long look at Iowa State. That's I was um, going to get to them because I, yeah, I I like their over too. Yeah, they're they're over, but to win the conference as well, they they lost what to to Baylor, Iowa, and Oklahoma mm-hmm. by a combined four points last year. Three teams sure that wound up finishing in in the top fifteen. The Oklahoma State loss was this ridiculous oh. like Brock Purdy turn, turnover fest with a pick six in the fourth quarter. I, like they, they're, they're close to being 10 and two, 11 and one last year. And, and that was going into the season w- with a lot of uncertainty, having to replace some guys running back and wide receiver. And uh, Brees Hall emerged and got really good. Uh, the younger receivers got better. Uh, they're going to have the best defense in the conference. People talk about Sam Ellinger uh, and, and Spencer Rattler hasn't really played in quarterback, but like Brock Purdy's right there. Uh, the, the, the guy had, had a handle, the brunt of the running game for, for, for a good part of the year. I think how they finished the year with, that, with a really poor showing in the bowl game last year uh, with an opportunity against Notre Dame to kind of make up for some of those close losses. That was a, a, a disappointment. But Iowa State, I think, is right there. And that press, I think I've seen them like right around like 10 to 1 or so to uh, 9 to 1 or so to win, the, to win the Big 12. I would certainly take a, a, a chance on the, uh, on the Cyclones at that price. See, they're a team where I really think, and I don't, I haven't, I, I shouldn't say this, I, I'm um, 100% clear here, but as far as when we talk about home games, I think they lose like a ton, like way more than other um, uh, teams when it comes to not having, you know, a, a packed stadium. You know, those guys thrive off that, and that thing in Ames is 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 not like in others, and you know, they need – I should say the combination of them needing it and how much better they play there uh, I think is is one thing I look at when I see these teams that are going to be playing in empty stadiums. And that's what um, – I don't want to say shies away, but I I, I feel like it, it loses a little bit of luster uh, for them. But, I, yeah, I mean, I we've talked in the past how, how much we think of Campbell. Um, so, I, I'm with you there uh, leaning on on the, uh, the old Cyclones. Anything else in the Big 12? Um, no, that, that, that's, that's really it. I mean, it was funny. I, I, again, one of the conversations I was having back in, in, in a conversation could, could be had no, what, what, what type of price do you think you could get that the big 12 championship game would not feature Oklahoma? Like, like is that, is, I mean, you look, you look at the Oklahoma, right? Like you, you're not bringing in a, a quarterback who's had experience and played and, and, and been awesome. I mean, people think, Rattler can can be that guy and be great, but this is not like Baker Mayfield transfers in, Jalen Hurts transfers in, Kyler Murray transfers in, and and, and it's instant offense. Uh, you, 
like Kennedy Brooks opted out too, right? And Sermon already transferred. So like, well, they have like Ramondre Stevenson, I think is like they're proven back. And I'm sure they've recruited someone uh, defensively. They stunk again last year and you lose Kenneth Murray and they had more injuries in the, in, in, on that side of the ball. Like, I don't know, man. I mean, you, you had a, you had a proven guy, a quarterback who knew you could pretty much go out and score at will basically when you needed to, because he knew you were going to have to with a defense that was going to allow 30 a game. Like, like, is it a given this offense? And, and look, uh, I, I love Lincoln Riley and his offenses have been great, but uh, is it a given this year that they, they can just score 42, 45, 49 at will to overcome uh, a lot of those subpar defensive performances? I don't know. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if the Big 12 title game was Texas. It was Texas versus Iowa State or – No doubt. I'm with you. Like, 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 you take Texas – you take Texas, Oklahoma State, and Iowa State, and you say two of those three are going to play for the Big 12 championship game right now, I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm 100% with you. I just – I'm not trying to take anything away from Oklahoma. What they've done is incredible. What Lincoln's oh, totally. done is, is nuts. But when you look at – I don't know, like, I'm trying to compare them to Alabama, whereas, like, you know – Alabama, oh, you talk about, all right, yeah, they're going to restock the shelves. They got this guy coming in, this guy coming in. You don't feel like you hear that from Oklahoma. It's just more of, all right, how's Lincoln going to piece this together? You know what I mean? Like, it's just mm-hmm. a totally different narrative. And um, I, I, I get it. Listen, it's working. Obviously, you're getting in the playoff every year. But I just – goes back to that point. I think other teams are catching up. It just happens. That's what happens. Other teams get better. You might get a little stale, and, and it, it's, it's, it's tough to stay up top. That's, that's the bottom line in all this. All right, let's go to the SEC. One of you – let's go with the East first, all right? Can I interrupt and do a would you rather? Absolutely. Before, before. Would you rather bet Arkansas over one and a half or Vandy over one? Oh. Uh, over – I got to go over one. So that means a winner is – Arkansas with two. Right. Oh, loser, man. loser is Arkansas with one. Yeah. And v- v- Vandy, Vandy. I think I'd take. Push. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> of, course, of course, everybody was expecting us to start off the SEC talk with Arkansas and Vandy, right? Man. I don't know. Like, Arkansas, like, might not win a game. Arkansas, yeah. That's, that's what I was saying. It comes down to who. Oh. They haven't won a conference game in two years. I mean, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not I'm not laughing at you, Arkansas. I'm, la- I'm laughing at Steve's revelation there of like discovering that. <laughs> I, Georgia, Mississippi <laughs> State, Auburn, oh, oh my Lord. They ain't winning two. No, they're not. They could beat Missouri. Could they beat Mississippi State early with a new system? Holy moly. I'll take Arkansas under. I'll take if I had yeah, to pick between yeah. those two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which means you would take, take Vandy it. over. Which you, you yes. do take Vandy yes. over. Which, yes. which is probably yes. like I have more yes. confidence <laughs> that that Vandy can like maybe steal a game from Ole Miss or South Carolina or Tennessee. Like maybe, may, maybe, yep. maybe they can steal one of those games mm-hmm. and, and and push and not and not lose. Uh, they've been Arkansas. I, I don't know how Arkansas is winning two games. I'm with you. All right. So, with that, 
My favorite, right, hold on, let me give you the numbers here in the East. Georgia, eight and a half, Florida, seven and a half, Tennessee, five, Kentucky, five, South Carolina, three and a half, Missouri, two and a half, Vanderbilt, one. My favorite play in this conference, I just said, and it's under two and a half, Missouri. I don't see how they went three. And what I was going to say before is I like that more than the unders that you like. You like Arkansas and Vandy under, right? You're going to probably play those. Well, Arkansas under. The Vandy one I wouldn't do it, but Arkansas okay. with one and a half. Like if, if, they, if they beat me, if they win two and beat me, so be it. All right. Same thing with Kansas, but you even like Arkansas more than the Kansas under, right? No, I think, uh, yeah, it's, it's close. That's, Do you like them both it, a lot? It, it, advantage push. Okay. I think, and I like Drinkwitz a lot. I really do. Uh, just from back his days with NC State, uh, calling plays. But I just, the schedule. Welcome they, to the SEC. Here's the yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just. Those covers are bare at Missouri. No quarterback to run a new system. That's a tough gig. I just think this is going to be a process. I really think the the, the stack is, you know, um, dealt against uh, – what do they say? Cards are dealt against them coming in. Cards – the, the, the deck is stacked against them. The deck is stacked against them. Cards are so, stacked against them. Maybe cards are stacked against yeah, it's been a while since I've been to a casino, DeBarra. Oh, you, I know. <laughs> I know. It's been when will you go to a casino again? Uh, probably not until the, uh, the NHC, which might be in February, might not be, I don't know. Okay. But I mean, there, there's, I think they're still closed here in Connecticut, aren't they? Aren't no, they? they're open. Well, well, that's right. Well, you, I, you know, what? I forgot you're, you're not even here anymore. I'm not. <sighs> yeah. 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 But yeah, I, I, I went in, uh, I went in February for the NHC and then, uh, hope you had a good time. Uh, I I did actually. Okay. I did it. I, I did it. Was it was a good time because that's the last time a casino is going to be normal. And then, <laughs> exactly. The, 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 the next time I go back will uh, will be uh, whenever the next NHC is, whether that's February or whenever. In the East, I'm on Missouri under. Uh, if I had to take an over, I would go Kentucky over. Yep. South Carolina is really intriguing to me. At least they don't have to play Clemson. <laughs> and I think I think we'll get in the next in the future ones. I think we could talk about the dynamic of Florida, uh, Tennessee, and Georgia. But these are numbers I'm trying to get out to the people. So uh, I know we want to do some Kentucky Derby stuff too. But that's when I look at the East. I'm on Missouri under is my favorite play there. You said Kentucky was five. Yeah. You should beat Ole Miss. You should beat Mississippi State. You should beat Missouri. You should beat Vandy. And we all know how much Mark likes to beat Will in South Carolina. So mm-hmm. if you win those five, can you beat Tennessee? Can you potentially beat Auburn? Like, I'd like to play Kentucky over. It, it seems like it's, it's very five and five-ish. But uh, Kentucky's pretty good. I mean, I, I think with that the running game that they have and actually get, get to field a real quarterback last year. Like, I don't think Mark Stoops got enough credit for the coaching job that he did last year. Like, I, not, not even close. You talked about the deck being sacked against you. And to have the type of season that they did, basically running that offense with a with a a, a wide receiver at quarter, I, I, mm-hmm. incredible. And they've recruited really well. Like I don't see Kentucky going worse than five and five. So if you if you want to play Kentucky over five and a, a, a worst case scenario push, and there's a chance like, like 
like heck, they, they should have beaten Florida last year. I mean, I know the game's at the swamp now, and who knows how many how many uh, fans will be there. But there's no reason they can get they can't go to Florida and win. Like I said, I might be willing. I might be willing to take a uh, take a look at Kentucky over five as well. Uh, the West goes obviously Alabama at the top, eight and a half. LSU seven. Texas A and M seven. Auburn six and a half. Ole Miss four. Mississippi State four, and your Razorbacks one and a half. We know we'll you love. Sure we. Yep, uh, I got to jump on that with you. Just after you threw that in my face with them and Vandy, <laughs> um, I like A and M over. I think we're going to do a segment Tuesday about uh, some early season props. We were going to do it, uh, hopefully in the near future, uh, with Daily Wager. I think A and M's worth the flyer to win the SEC. I understand. Things haven't been great. I think the schedule was absolutely inc- just unfair last year, and they came out alive. I think they learned a lot about themselves. I'm not sure. I know a lot of people say we've seen Mon's ceiling. I don't believe that. You know, year three, this is back-to-back uh, top six recruiting classes for Jimbo. I still believe in him and in, in offensively and, and as far as the program and goes like that. I just think the price – is worth it. I don't see LSU being able to replace as many studs as they had, nor should they. Uh, They had a record-setting season. They have a tricky back-to-back with Alabama and Florida, Uh, but it's, you're going to Tuscaloosa, but it's not Tuscaloosa in years past. There's, you know, you've you've been there, you've played there. So I think they're worth a flyer. I really like the over seven. Uh, They have Auburn and LSU, I think, in the back end of the schedule, back-to-back. But I think they have the goods. I think, I, I think they've done a good job creating some depth with that roster. The offensive line should be better. Running back positions more stable. And the defense should be a lot better. So I look at A&M uh, as, as uh, what do you want to say, dark horse, sleeper, surprise, mm-hmm. hot take pick. Um, I'm, I, I'm rolling the dice on, on Jimbo this year. Yeah, I, I was actually going to ask you, do you think, like going into the – like we talked about the ACC, the, the great – quarterback play that they have and you wrote real well off the quarterback like is Kellen Mond like the first team all preseason SEC quarterback by by the way the the real Greek freak Maria Sakari has just uh or Sakari I should say just closed out para okay dropping the first set we got the one seed out right in Flushing yeah yeah in, in, a, shocking devel- in a shocking development Plushkova came up small at a, uh, <laughs> in, in, in a grand slam <laughs> that, that never happens I got Serena to win it, so. Nah, I, 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 Osaka will win. All right. We got a, we got a Pepe's Pizza on that one. I, I, yeah, well, yeah, the, the next time you set foot in the state of Connecticut. You talk about the next time I set foot in the casino. <laughs> when is the next time you set foot in the state of Connecticut? Well, I do have plenty of family there, so I will. Plus, uh, all, right. all right, the you know, the mothership's there, too, so I got to go back there sometime. That's true. For the mothership for us could be, could be at the link. Could be. Hope Could so. be. Could be. Kyle Trask? Yeah. That, that's why I ask. It, it, I think he's more liked than Mond. Yeah, I would say preseason SEC quarterback will be Trask. Okay. But, yeah, Mond should be right there. I Listen, I, I just – stability, he's done it before. It's right there. We know they have the talent. Everybody's picking Alabama. Everybody's picking Oklahoma. Everybody's picking Clemson. I'm trying to go a little different, trying to find some value. That's why I think Oklahoma State's worth it, a shot, and uh, 
We're going to go A&M here with a shot. Do, do you – and this is something I, I did a uh, – I hit the other night with the uh, Tallahassee Quarterback Club. Uh, and oh. Jay Bar- and, and Jay Barker and da- Danny Cannell were, okay. were on the panel as well. And the topic came up, and I can't remember if it was Jay or if it was Danny who brought it up, about, like, coaches who I – mean, and, I, and I actually turned it into, like, college coaches for the most part are control freaks. And in a season like this where there's so much you really like, can't control, like, do you think that potentially affects a team like Alabama where Nick Saban has everything, uh, the, 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 the process, boom, boom, boom. Like, like is the process going to have to be like a little bit more flexible this year? Like, is this a year? Maybe, I mean, we saw LSU beat them last year. Like, and, and again, and, and I think the answer for you is yes. Like, is this a year maybe – you try and uh, take a shot at beating Alabama because uh, you don't have Tua. You, you've got, I mean, no doubt. You, you got, you got Najee running back. Your your offensive line should be good, but but again, there, there's so many unknowns, and um, that, that that's the college football players are also creatures of habit. You don't want to break routine, and, and I think not only from the coaching perspective, but as a player perspective, you you live through it more than I did. Like, like any change and deviation to your, your structure and, and how you, you go about your week, I, I think it'd be pretty drawing. So it not, not only is it going to be a, like a physical test this year, I, I think the, the emotional and the, and the mental and the anxiety this year for players and coaches is going to be through the roof, don't you think? Absolutely. And I, I just keep thinking, like, if these guys are going to opt out before the season – who says that if Alabama loses a game? All right, you know what? I'm not taking out. I'm not saying Alabama. Say Who's, team, team A, exactly. Yeah, Team A loses two of the first three. One of the first two, they get a bit. They, you know, they're they're a twenty point favorite and they lose. Who says the guys are going to be like, you know what? I'm I'm out. I'm out. I'm getting my I'm getting my year back. I'm going to tap out in this year. Who says that can't happen? Yep. yep. It's, it's a really really dicey thing. So that's another reason why I'm, I'm yeah, I'm going, I'm, I'm looking for teams to take a shot on because who knows if we even finish this season? You, no? You, 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 mean, you mean we got no shot at winning the national championship? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I mean, that's how. Wait, 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 you mean I want to finish a, finish a season that might not even get finished and I might not even go to a really nice bowl game that I might not play in anyway? Yeah, I'm, I'm, and I might get sick? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. You're going to see that happen a lot, I think. I'm with you. As I said, we haven't even seen any of these losses yet. So, trying to take a little shot here. Um, I was going to say, I will say, being that we, we I brought up the discussion of Alabama, uh, and it can even lead into a, a Heisman type discussion if you want. Is the Heisman Trevor Lawrence's to lose? I mean, I think that's a question. Like, is he automatically going to win? Uh, but, but, but I do think Alabama, if they are going to have a lot of success this year, I, I do think a lot of their success will fall on Jalen Waddle uh, because mm-hmm. look, you've got Matt Jones, at quarterback, and I don't think he's going to be like the face of Alabama's Heisman trophy campaign. I don't think uh, Najee Harris will be like, have the type of year that's going to warrant him winning the Heisman. I think they got other running backs coming back that could be really, really good. Um, and and Jalen Waddle is a guy, obviously a receiver has never won it. Uh, Larry mm-hmm. Fitzgerald should have. Uh, but his impact at wide receiver, uh, his impact on special teams, uh, his impact maybe incorporating in the offense with like 
uh, jet sweeps and lining him up in the backfield. Uh, I, I think he could put up some massive numbers this year. And if the, he has a big game against LSU or against Auburn or in the SEC title game, like I, I've seen his number anywhere out there from like 55 to one to 75 to one to 80 to one. Like uh, I've seen various numbers out there. Like, like Jalen Waddle, I don't think is the worst lottery ticket. Uh, if you're trying to beat Trevor Lawrence to, in, the, in the Heisman pool. Is Trevor Lawrence a better quarterback than Travis Etienne is a running back? I'm not sure he is. I'm not I, sure I, either. I, I played Etienne last year to, to win the Heisman. Like, he was like 100 to 1. It's mm -hmm. at one point early in the year to win the Heisman, and I played him. And obviously he, he, didn't, he didn't get there because of, of the great years that, that – uh, that Tua, that, that Tua had. I mean, I, and I listen, Lawrence has showed me so much as a leader, especially being on the field for that field. I forgot Burrow. I'm sorry. I meant to say the uh, Burrow had. I was like, I had, I had, had a complete, I mean, we've been talking Alabama, so my, my, my brain like locked in. So apologies, like the greatest single season ever by a, a college quarterback. And forget yeah. Me. Forgive me. <laughs> I hear you. Um, but just the idea of, Seeing Lawrence, like I said, as a leader, he impressed the hell out of me. Uh, being on the field last year for that Fiesta Bowl, especially. Sorry to keep bringing that game back up, Bucknut, but um, I, I just, I, ETN is going to have every school record. Uh, he's as explosive a player as I've seen. I think he's gotten himself better every single year. And I just, I don't think he gets the credit. And I like going back to the Heisman thing, he's still not going to. And I like, I, I see why you did it last year, you know, taking a shot on, but like, he's just, you know, the old taking votes away, like the Ohio State, remember that year with uh, Ezekiel and uh, who came back? Was it Zeke? Was JT? Zeke, JT, JT? Yeah, JT, like those guys are going to take votes away from each other. I just, it's, uh, it's just, I just want ETN to get the, the credit that, he, that that is due because I think the, the world of the kid, I really do. Um, but it was just something I've been thinking about because I think he's as I think he's better at his position than Trevor Lawrence is at his. That's that's my opinion. Um, but all right, do we have anything else uh, college football wise? We got Big Twelve. We got ACC. Do you have anything about the uh, the American conference? Oh, you want some uh, Cusa Nuggets? Talk, talk to me. Uh, we got some. There's a lot of transfer. Uh, uh, going on. Uh, remember my man Pigram from Maryland? Yep. Piggy? Uh, yep. He's, he's got a shot to be the quarterback at Western, Western Kentucky. Kentucky, right? Yep. Uh, your boys at FIU, they, return, they don't have one receiver returning that caught a pass last year. So I'm not and sure how. Lost, and they also lost their starting quarterback in James Morgan. And they had, yeah, and they had a, a, a really good receiver who uh, I think he ruptured his Achilles. Um, but Conference USA should be good. I, I, I think UAB is, is, I mean, watch out next Thursday. I'm, I'm <laughs> telling tell you, about it. watch out. Uh, I'm actually, I know it seems like a pretty public pick, but I would uh, look at UAB tonight just seeing how much of Austin P and uh, the Bears did you watch? Um, like the final five minutes. Oh, good for I was, you. I was, I was watching hockey. I was watching hockey. I was with, I was with you. Um, yeah, so I, I, I watched I, a little bit. So more. I think, I think, I think maybe it might even been less than five minutes. <laughs> you I, saw I all the I, action. I, I was going to say, I think, I, yeah, it was right. Like 
I think it was uh, right when Austin P had the first and goal that gave them the before the touchdown that gave them the lead, and then I watched the uh, the other the other the final the rebuttal drive. You know what? I, mean, I was gonna say I'm glad you brought that up. I'm like, like good for them because like my buddies were like, oh no, we're gonna lose, and and I'm sitting here to myself and I'm saying, you know what? They're playing like four games this year. Yeah. Why, why do you want to like run, run, take a knee in the middle of the field for three snaps and bring the kicker on to, to, to kick a game winning field goal? Like, like, like play, throw the ball in the end zone, and go for the win like that. So it's kind of, it's kind of, kind of rewarding to, to go see them play it out that way and, and win, win by like five as opposed to by like two or whatever it was. All right. Are we getting to the Churchill here? Yeah. I think it's interesting because uh, as of this taping, or recording, I should say. Like, I really, like, the horse that I was looking at as a real big contender to, to potentially upset Tis the Law uh, was, was King Guillermo. And I'm not sure King Guillermo was going to run. His, his work, he, he missed his work uh, on Thursday morning. And I think later later today they're going to be talking about whether or not they're actually going to enter him or not or scratch him. So uh, King Guillermo was someone that I, uh, that I was looking at. I won't go into all the reasons why. Um, if you do want to know all the reasons why you can check out my column on ESPN.com where I wrote a, a war and peace, uh, last night before obviously knowing what happened today. Uh, and I'll go into detail there, but I, I think that really, it really makes tis the law. I think even a heavier favorite. Uh, I, I think there are a lot of people out there who are like, Oh, but nobody's no, won from the 17 bear. No one, no one's won from post 17 and, Danny Franco was on him and he's only ridden in the Derby twice and he's been on hopeless long shots and his worst career race came in the slop at Churchill Downs when he when he finished third and no horse less than two to one is once in spectacular bid in 79 like 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 if, that, if that's what you're you're reaching for to to try and beat this horse I mean that, that goes to show you how strong of a favorite he is in the race um I think he's going to be super hard to beat if we can get, if we can get four to five on him, that would be great. Maybe he stays three to five on the morning line, but the Jeez. horse is so versatile. Uh, every one of his wins have been thoroughly dominant by three plus lanes. And I think the key is going to be like, uh, number one, finding the right long shots underneath um, to, to really boost the exotics. Uh, I, I think it, if you take a look at a horse, uh, like like New York and uh, New York traffic, who drew post fifteen. If King Guillermo does scratch, that helps New York traffic immensely. Uh, New York traffic, uh, I guess, the pace of the race will be less com- com- composed up front. Um, New York traffic is the other New York bred in the race. He got beat uh, in a great race at the Haskell by uh, Authentic, and if the race was a yard longer, then New York traffic would have beaten Authentic. Uh, you know, look back at New York traffic's uh, past performances. Uh, he ran a huge race at Churchill Downs when he was beaten uh, only a length by Maxfield, who would have either been the favorite or the second choice in this race. Uh, Paco Lopez, his rider, is very, very aggressive. And, and maybe he might not be as good uh, as Tis the Law or Honor AP, but I, I think you might get a pretty true uh, more uh, line on him. I mean, he might be pretty close to 20 to 1, and I, I think he's someone – certainly you want on your ticket. I think a horse like uh, Authentic on the outside could be one of those runners that is either first or last. I, I tend to lean uh, towards last because, I, again, I think 
uh, New York traffic was going to go by him. Um, he, when he faced Honor AP in the Santa Anita Derby after Honor AP had his prep race to get ready for the Santa Anita Derby, Honor AP crushed him. Um, like that third choice in the morning line is always like a trendy pick. And those trendy picks don't really work out well. I mean, it's been like, it's been since strike the gold in 1991 uh, that the third choice in the, uh, in the wagering has won the race. So I, I'm, I'm, he's going to take money because he's backward in Johnny Velasquez. But I, mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm against authentic. You are. Honor a- okay. Yeah, Honor AP is a horse that I, entering the year, I was more excited about him than any other derby prospect out there. Uh, but I just don't know if the pace is going to be fast enough to set him up for a little bit of a closing kick. I, I, there's no question about his ability to handle the distance. I, I just wonder if the, uh, if he's going to be able to pass his the law on the line. It's, it's my, it's my opinion that if Tis the law does lose, uh, it's going to be a horse that is already in front of Tis the law in, in the stretch and in deep stretch that holds him off uh, as opposed to a horse coming from behind and passing Tis the Law because once Tis the Law changes leads and levels out, uh, he has been thoroughly dominant. So uh, <laughs> that's that's I, nice I, to I, say. I, I, as someone who is someone who gave out a lot of advice to to get a future ticket on, on Honor AP, I hope he does win. Mm-hmm. But um, he might be better suited underneath. That, that that's the other thing too. Like if you think it's as obvious as favorite Tis the Law over second choice Honor AP. You, you probably want to think again because only t- only two times uh, in the last 41 years has the Derby run favorite winning, second choice running. So while this looks like a more formful type Derby, because look, there are a lot of dreadful horses in here that have no speed, that probably have no business running. And, and, and that's the thing I was going through these, uh, the past performances in the column last night. Like normally at least I would get it if you're an owner of one of these horses you go to Louisville first Saturday in May, spring, beautiful weather, party atmosphere, all the pageantry. Like you, you as an owner to have a horse running Derby Day in that atmosphere, yeah, you kind of want to take it in. But like you don't even have that this year. Basically, you're just oh, you can put on your oh yeah, we had a horse running the Derby and, and they finished 14th. Like 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 they're like winning impression, uh, Necker Island. Like I have no idea why those horses are even running. So. <laughs> We'll we'll see. I, I think if you're looking for like like super long shots, uh, I, I think money moves at thirty to one in the morning line. I mean, I've certainly seen a lot worse uh, looking thirty to one shots than 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 him. Uh, it's Pletcher and Javier Castellano, so you're probably not going to get uh, mm. real true odds <laughs> on him. But um, it's it, he he crushed his first two conditions, and I think he had a pretty useful. Uh, allowance race. Now he's never run in a graded stakes, so it's it's a huge step up. But if, but hey, if you're going to give me uh, Javier Castellano and Todd Pletcher at around twenty five to one or so on Derby Day, uh, I'm going to take it. And, and and Steve, I got your horse by the way. Okay. Uh, the horse that you're going to bet. South Good. Bend, home, mm. a home, a home of your Fighting Irish. I already bet him. You already bet him. Okay. Cause I was Absolutely. Say, we, we we talk about those horses that like. They have like no business like taking money and they owe they're like they're like fifty to one on the board and then like all of a sudden you look up and like twenty to one and you're like why? Like South I mean every Notre Dame fan in the world is going to bet South Bend. And as as I re- as I record this, I'm, I'm recording from home. My wife 
whose entire family went to Notre Dame. I hear her yell in the background, no. So oh. maybe, maybe, maybe she's looking at wow. the performances as opposed to like blindly betting a horse named South Bend. But South you know, you know, Bend's 50 to 1 on my site right now. Yeah, you know what's interesting about South Bend too is that it's an interesting uh, jockey-trainer marriage in the Sears Derby because uh, Tyler Gaffalioni, the, the jockey on South Bend, was the jockey on War Will last year, who, of course, was the horse that Maximum Security took out and nearly sent to the ground, which in turn put Country House trained by Bill Mott uh, up and into the winner's circle in the Derby last year. So just a little interesting little uh, mm-hmm. connection there w- within that horse. But, but, but I don't think Bill Mott will be winning the Derby for a uh, – a second consecutive year with the fifty to one shot with South Bend. Mm-hmm. Very good. So what are we uh, what are we laying here? I, 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 I'm Who are gonna, we using with Tisla Law? We're, we're, we're using Tisla Law over King Guillermo if he runs. Uh, money moves, attachment rate, honor AP, and New York traffic. Those, 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 those that that's my five horse or, or six horse exact box if you want to. Uh, throw them in there, and then I'll key. I'll, I'll back up another exacta key and kiss the law first and second with those, just because I think it's going to be really hard to key kiss the law out of the money. So if, if you go something like 17 over 6, 7, 13, 15, 16 for a few, a few times, and then uh, flip it with 6, 7, 13, 15, 16 over 17 for for a buck or two to, to, to back it up, and then you can play uh, a dollar try. Uh, 17 with 6, 13, 15, 16 uh, with all. 6, 13. 15, 16 with all. That, that's a $64 bet. So I don't know if you want to do that. That's 17, not, but, 6, 13, 15, 16. Yeah. Right? Or if you, you, I think you can really trim the third spot in the try and, and get it down to 36 bucks if you can play a dollar try. 17 with 6, 13, 15, 16 with 1, 2, 3. 6, 7, 12, 13, 15, 16, 18. That, that would be the, uh, the dollar try I would pay. And, that, and, that, and that's 36 bucks. And uh, the, 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 uh, there's a, I think there's a really good chance King Guillermo scratches being that he, uh, he missed that workout today. I wouldn't have a, a, a good feeling about him. And even after maybe from getting some words from, from some, some people who might be there to find out what really might be going on, I might wind up throwing him off my ticket completely. And what number is Guillermo? King Guillermo was a six horse. He's currently 20 he is to one a six. In the okay. All right. Yeah, he's 20 to one in the morning line, and he's someone who I had a, I really thought had a huge chance in here. But um, if he's hurt, that certainly hurts. So the five horses you're throwing in are 17, 6, 13, 15, 16. If the six scratches, who else are you going to throw in there? I'm not going to. I'm not going to put anybody in there. Right. Yeah, there, there, there. There's a lot of bad. Good. Less in money course. to bet then. Correct. More to win. Less of an event, though, that exactly. This, and, Sounds familiar. And, and, and I was going to say, and this totally could be the uh, the less you bet, the more you lose when, when, when you win mm-hmm. uh, type derby, because that's what it was with the Belmont. Like, tried yep. to be creative with a bunch of stuff, and why, why, did, why didn't I just take what they were giving me on Tis the Law and take my entire bankroll and put that on him to win yeah. in the Belmont? Because he wasn't going to lose. Well, I thought the same thing about the Travers. Yeah, exactly. You know, it was just like – what, why overthink this? Just just throw it. Anything you're trying to get cute with and nickel and dime over here, just put it all on the top dog. Can we touch on the Oaks? Yeah, I, ha- I haven't broken down the race yet. It, it looks like a uh, – you, 
Do you, do you want me to pull it up real fast? Can I, can I, can I, can I start and then you can jump of course, in? Of course you can. Please, by all means, start. Gammon and Swiss Skydiver are your two favorites. Gammon's even, Swiss Skydiver's eight to eight, eight to five. Um, I think this is going to be a fantastic race. I would take a shot with uh, She Dares the Devil at 20 to one. Um, I would throw those three in. Hopefully you get the, the uh, She Dares the Devil to come in on top. I believe she's the seven. Yep. Uh, but I think it's seven, one, five. Is Gammon the five? Gammon is the five, yes. Yeah, so seven, one, five. I, I mean, I know it's you're not looking for a big payout there. Hopefully you throw in, but those are my three in this race. Um, like I said, I'm really excited for this Friday. Not really the uh, the – uh, the aura of, of a weekend. I was, you know, I was talking with our, with our guy, Mr. McQuaid last night Bear, And I think this is this sad. Oh, actually tomorrow uh, a little bit on Friday with the Oaks, but Saturday is going to be the most eye opening event to me watching on TV that will not have fans. This, 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 this one's going to hurt. Uh, just having been there, knowing what it, it, the day is like there, knowing how many people are there, knowing just the, 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 the bigness of the event uh, is, is going to re- – I think, I think I'm going to be taken back a little bit by seeing this with no fans. I, I agree. And to this point, the event that I think was eye-opening for me was the Champions League final <clears throat> between, uh, between PSG and Bayern Munich. Because uh-huh. that is usually a raucous atmosphere, yeah. Ninety thousand fans, uh, unbelievable color and pageantry with signs and flags, and chants and songs, and and like that, that was the first time I was like, eh, that would really, really, I would love to have seen like fans' reactions after the after the goal, like like, like that. Yeah. That was, but 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 you're right. Like to see that grandstand and the infield. Uh, completely empty and, and cannot have uh, the, the the women in their in their hats and, and guys in bow ties and all sorts of pe- people in pins touting their horses like the, 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 you're, you're right it's going to be a it's going to be a weird sight i'll throw out the indy 500 was a crazy one okay yes you, you're right. right but I, I'm, I'm i'm still bitter uh, about the end of are you are you a gearhead buck nuts uh, what do you think? I, I'm going to bet the yes on that. Yeah, yeah. I, I was upset, but then talking to people that know much more than I do, they said it could have got very dangerous and possibly, uh, you know, seriously injured with those guys just pushing the pedal down and going for it. So if people in the know say that it was the right call, then I'll go with it. But it was disappointing watching it. It was very disappointing, especially as someone that had Ray Hall and Scott Dixon. Yeah, and you know I was rooting for Ray Hall. <laughs> All right, uh, Barry, are you with me on the Oaks? I, I, I am. And I'm, I'm looking at the Oaks, and, and I think – Sorry, I, I hate to put you on the spot here. No, I know no, you put no, all no, your no. work into the Derby. No, I, I, I need to look at this card tomorrow. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to be sitting here all day tomorrow. Um, you know, I'm looking in Swiss Skydiver – yeah, she, she won from off the pace in her debut uh, but at Churchill. But, like, the majority of her races really uh-huh. like to be run from, from near the lead. And with okay. her drawing the rail, like, I wonder 
like if her and, and Gamin are, are going to get, get into a, it out. A, a, a pace situation and may, maybe your long shot, she dares the devil. Uh, tries to, 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 I mean, Florian Giroux is a, is a horse that likes to, uh, uh, is a jockey that likes to put his horse into, into play. Um, so, some, some may, maybe she's a little bit closer to the lead than people would normally think. Um, All right. I think, look, I think looking at the, I mean, I think Gami's a freak. Yeah. Um, I, I, but again, we, you're asking these, these fillies to go longer. Uh, than most of them have ever gone in their life. I mean, at least with Skydiver has proven it a mile and a quarter. Uh, she she's proven it a mile and an eighth, finishing second to 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 Art Collector, who would have been a very popular choice in the um, in, in in the uh, in, in the Derby. So if if, if you're not going to pick Gamine and you're not going to pick Swiss Skydiver, I would take a look at Speech. Uh, his speech has been beat, okay. was beaten, beaten only in neck by uh, by by, by Gami in, in, in Oakland, and wound up getting put up on, on DQ. Um, while actually being given the the purse money and, and awarded first place money, as Gami uh, had a a positive test for uh, I, I think a uh, an elevated amount of, of of the diuretic or something, but uh, but but speech was well clear there. Uh, speech was beaten by us with Skydiver in a previous race, and then she galloped mm-hmm. in the Ashland. Like I, I, I think Speech would be the uh, the logical horse to use if, if you're trying to beat the favorites. And the other interesting horse in here, like like uh, Donna Veloce, is a, another horse like mm-hmm. who last year I, I loved her uh, in, in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies, and she and she just got beat by Brett Shidium. <clears throat> but she's another one that she hasn't run since March. Uh, long layoff. Uh, Simon Callahan, his horses have a tendency sometimes not to travel mm-hmm. in ship well and win stakes races uh, out of the state of California. But um, 15 to 1, uh, a horse that was, has, has been odds on in three of her four races, uh, she should like being off the pace. And she crushed speech uh, back in March in her last race. Like, 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 like who's, who, who's to say she can't make a uh, do it again. I'll usually leap forward. I mean, she's she has to be bright to run all day underneath that bottom side, and she certainly should be able to get them out underneath uh, with, with Uncle Mo. So I, I think Speech and Donovan would be the two horses that if you're trying to beat uh, the two favorites, that, that would be where I'd look. All right, that's a 3-4. They'll be right next to Gamine. Um, and then you'll be sending out picks uh, for Saturday all day at well, Churchill? I'm, I'm, I'm hoping so. Okay. Here's the. I know how you like to know my my travel plan. So we're going to get the first yeah. travel update of the year. Um, Please. Saturday, college game day, uh, doing it in NFL draft style. Uh, everybody from their homes and Reese and I will be in the studio. Okay. Uh, come home, pack, drive down to Annapolis. Ooh, you are coming down. For for Monday's for Monday's Navy BYU game, mm-hmm. um, but we have to be there Saturday in order to have the the, the testing and yep. clear quarantine to be able to to be able to work on Monday. So uh, I'm probably going to be in the car pulled over somewhere on the Jersey Turnpike, uh, multiple for for multiple action stops to uh, to fire in some plays. And you don't play. have anybody driving you. 
I have no, 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 me, myself, we're, uh, that's the other thing, like this year, like with, with game day and such, everybody, yeah, uh, like, 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 like five, five players, five balls, five, five players, five cars. Wow. So, yeah. You know, what's great about driving through Jersey. You get that app, baby, and you just start firing away. Within, as long as you're in that IP dress, babe, driving down jerseys, taking on a whole different, whole different uh, uh, whereabouts. Oh yeah, it's dangerous. That's why I said if you, maybe it's good, maybe it's good that you're driving because if you're not driving and you're that passenger seat, you got a lot of time on your hand to go through those Jersey apps, boy. It is a game changer. I'll tell you that. Pull up, pull over on the Molly pitcher rest, rest area and mm-hmm. sit there for about 45 minutes. You could stop every whatever 25, 26 minutes in between races. Um, before we get to the happy recap, uh, a reminder DraftKings is giving new users a free shot at over $100,000. Download the DraftKings app and enter code Steve at sign up. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Big Mike, happy recap for my over-unders. Kansas State over, Iowa State over. Kansas under, Texas A&M over. Arkansas under, jumping on with the bear there. And Missouri under. Your favorite ones? So I got, um, I got Baylor under six, Kansas under two and a half. Uh, BC over four, Arkansas under one and a half. Iowa State to win the Big 12 would be what uh, – and, and Kentucky over five. That's what I got. Okay. Oh, yeah. Kentucky over five is a good one. I like that. I like that, too. All right. Um, we're going to say we'll be back next week as we preview some games, right? Yeah. yeah we, got, we got a full slate of, of, of games, as full as we're going to get, I think, this year. Um, ACC, American Conference USA, SEC doesn't, doesn't, doesn't go to 26. But, uh, yeah, we, we actually got a lot, a lot of familiar names and a, a deeper slate of games next week. So, hopefully, we'll uh, – yeah, plan on breaking that down on Wednesday. And Love we'll be it. joining you on Daily Wager on Tuesday. Absolutely. Uh, a little bit of normalcy. From, yeah, debut for uh, Doug and the guys. Fortinbaugh is out in Vegas. Uh, really excited. Uh, looking forward to our first trip out there to get back out there. That that will be the normalcy for me is right. that I can get back exactly. out to Vegas and get on a plane. When, yeah, ho- hopeful, hopefully it will be I – mean, I'm, I'm guessing at least maybe like NCAA tournament. I'm hoping, but um, maybe hope. before. Hopefully, well, I'm hoping for before. Yeah. But I, I, I would think at the very least it would be the uh, uh, the NCAA tournament. Very good. Uh, all right, Bucknut, make sure you're mixing in some waters. All right? Don't get too well, yeah, crazy. I, I put water with my, you know, my vodka. Yeah, I know. You is, that, is, that what you, <laughs> is that what you mean or separate waters? That's gross. Vodka and water is gross. Well, it's soda water. All right. A little mm-hmm. fruit. And you got a little fruit in there. You throw a little wash. Uh, no, I, I usually don't. I usually don't fruit it unless they All put right. it in there already. All right, bear. Uh, that's it for me. Take us away. Unless you bet, the more you lose when you win. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. 
Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.